Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of Xbox One-on-One. And of course, I have an incredible show for you today. We have not only Zemi Games making his appearance like normal, but we have a special guest with us. And I just want to say once again to Danero Panera, who is probably in the chat, you know you did something right that every time I see the intro that he made, I get goosebumps, folks. And that is pretty crazy that he has this kind of talent. He is uh, currently, he's already done two uh, intros, both both for Xbox One-on-One and, uh, of course, the Xbox Factor podcast. He is currently going to be contracted to do... Um, some other work for me, uh, intros for primetime gaming, which is the one I wanted to work on next breakfast with boom would be after that. And then as soon as we can hit 10,000 subscribers and folks, we are just under here at double barrel gaming. We're just under 20, uh, 2,400 subs is what we need. Hopefully by the end of 2021, we can hit that. Uh, if you are new and you are not subscribed, I would suggest and I would even appreciate if you would consider subscribing to the channel. It doesn't cost anything and you are going to get lots of quality content. Not only are you getting four live shows weekly, but I'm starting to do videos as well. And uh, if you like that kind of content where, you know, I have a really well-rounded and fair-minded gamers uh, on, on every one of the panels, including the guests that I have weekly, then I think that you, this is going to be the channel for you. Uh, obviously, today we have some Assassin's Creed Valhalla running in the background, and hopefully you enjoy that. But let's get into the intros and get right into the show, because this is not a two-hour program. This runs about an hour, hour and 15, sometimes maybe even an hour and a half. Uh, the big show uh, is on Thursdays, but we have a lot of great topics. So uh, let's get to the introductions. Uh, and we'll start with first uh, the, the cog that keeps this show running, as well as, of course, the Xbox Factor podcast, the creator and designer of the Constant Gamer. Please welcome the very talented Zemi Games. Well, thank you so much, Boom. And man, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was so much fun. Did they ever release the new DLC? I or don't think DLC so, and I'm glad yet? they didn't because I'm still behind. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I, like, like, as soon as they release new L- DLC, I will I will for sure be there uh, day one. And and man, that intro, whenever you uh, you open up the show, uh, you know, just talking about that, uh, I was like, yeah, I, I'm glad he mentioned something because if he didn't, uh, I would most certainly have to. And it turns out I just did again, right? Uh, but man, the way that De Niro Panero like edited uh, Sanua screaming with like the rock music and I, man, it just goes together so flipping well, man. That that is a fantastic intro. But anyway, super excited to be here. Can't wait to talk. And um, yeah, it's awesome to see the elusive gamer here, man. It's been a while. Yeah, since we yeah, it, it's great to have him here because it so happens that he just he put something on Twitter and it just happened to be that we are coincidentally uh, we're talking about the same thing. So of course I had to offer a spot for him to come on and talk about it and speak. Speaking of which, the elusive gamer Jamie Moran, someone that is one of the biggest Mass Effect fans, cannot wait to hear his official review on his incredible YouTube channel when that game releases later this year. J- Jamie, welcome to the program. Hey, man, thanks. Uh, love being here. Hi, and, uh, it feels like it's been months since I've been on the show. Um, yeah, it has been a bit. But yeah, ex- excited to talk about some gaming, especially the whole Quantum Break thing, because I absolutely love that game. Oh, yeah, me too. I got 1,000 out of 1,000 achievements in that game, and I think that 
Uh, it is a game that deserves a sequel. Uh, love the story. Love the way Remedy tells stories. And I think that this is something that we're going to get into as to who's really responsible that we don't actually have one. And I think that at the end of the day, when you hear what the CEO of Remedy had to say, we might have to look no further than Microsoft and, and potentially Phil Spencer. Uh, and again, of course, you know, I love Phil, but, you know, this is a game along with several of their older IPs that just seem to, I mean, we're getting some of them. We're, we're getting the fable. We're getting the perfect dark. So I'm happy as a pig and you know what, but I would love to see others come to the forefront. Uh, it's something that Sony does very well. Uh, so, and again, I know this is an Xbox show, but, you know, you can't really talk one platform without talking about the other. And Sony does celebrate their older IPs. Uh, we are seeing that Microsoft is starting to go down that path, and I would like to see them continue that with a Quantum Break two, even a, a, a you know Alan Wake uh, you know remake or something. But we'll get into that momentarily. Uh, but let me uh, let, let, let's uh, let's get into the first topic. And you know what? I want to bring up uh, something that just came across my desk. And this is a bit a bit of a bites and bits kind of a, a segment. Uh, we're going to talk about just for a second Xbox Games with Gold for March of 2021, folks. They have been revealed, and it's not a bad month to be honest with you. Uh, the first game on there for the Xbox uh, Series X, S, and of course Xbox One is Warface Breakout. Now, this is a tactical first-person shooter that released last year. Uh, it's it's spin it's a uh, it's a it's a spinoff of the MMO Warface based uh, on the planet. Uh, 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 it says here on the planet the bomb game mode, which I don't even know what that is. It's a squad based FPS that doesn't have a ton of content yet, but if you're a fan of that genre, it may be worth checking out. And of course, it's free. Uh, not not again, not jumping off the page for me personally because I like single player stuff. I don't want to be forced to play. Um, you know, multiplayer when I don't want to. Uh, this one is the one that Zemi got excited for, folks. It's called Vala. Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. Now, folks, don't poo-poo it on the name. It is a top-down shooter where you looks like you shoot llamas. And I think Zemi is very excited about that because, you know, even though he's a kicking, uh, a, a chicken kicker, which he knows yep. we, we know he loves to do that. Llamas are close, according to him. So he's going to enjoy shooting llamas in a giant mech suit. It's a twin stick shooter. Looks dope. Cannot wait to play that. Metal Slug 3. Well, what could you say? It's SNK. It's Metal Slug. There's nothing wrong with this. This is a great release. And the fourth one is another one that's a bit of a nails on the chalkboard for me personally. It's called Port Royale 3. Um, Zemi played it uh, on the PC. He wasn't impressed with the uh, you know, the Xbox version. Uh, it's apparently it's a strategy game, not really up, up my alley. But maybe if you like, you know, pirate strategy games, this may be for you. Uh, we'll start with Zemi. Zemi, what do you think about the uh, the four game, four free games this month? Is this another uh, you know winner month, or is this another one that you're looking to pass on? You know, I, I don't really. Um... So I'm really weird whenever it comes with games with gold, right? I already have so many games in my backlog. There's, you know, there's new games that come out every single, you know, um, uh, month that, that I am interested in. And some of them I buy, some of them I don't. Um, but when it comes to games with gold, I just find myself a lot of the times, I just kind of skip out on them. Like I just, I just miss them. I, I don't really have a huge drive to play. Um, 
However, this month, the the llama game has me uh, very intrigued. I, you know, I've I mentioned this before. I'm not the biggest fan of like the top down uh, view or or like uh, you know uh, stick shooters. Um, but with that being said, all the all the previous you know stick shooters, top down you know view games that that uh, that I've played never involved the 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 absolute just mass destruction, destruction of llamas of llamas, right? <laughs> and 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 everyone knows that I absolutely love the abuse of chickens. Like I am, I am a huge advocate of the abuse of chickens in Fable, and 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 you know it's not going to be as sweet as that, but it's still going to be pretty gosh darn sweet. So I'm really excited just just to just make just chunks out of uh, out of llamas. I think that's going to be great. Um, Port Royal, not super excited about that. Um, I you know I I think. Um, I, I definitely preferred it a lot more on PC. I think it's a game that plays a lot better on PC. With that being said, of course, there are going to be some people that are interested in playing it on console, and, and hopefully those guys uh, and gals enjoy that. Um, you know, I, I will say this about uh, about Games with Gold, and I think this is typically just always true, right? Um, the, everything that's in there is not for everybody, right? right. You know, it's yes. very selective. You know, there's you know, some months that it, it hits really, really well for certain players. And then there's, uh, you know, quite possibly a lot of months where it doesn't. Um, but I guess for this, uh, for this month, it, it's hitting a lot better than what it typically uh, does for me. Okay. I mean, listen again, not every game is for every gamer. Uh, sure. Obviously, um, Real quick, who said this in the chat? Makes uh, makes a lot of sense. Blade Runner in the chat says Game Pass has made games with gold kind of obsolete, yeah. and I think he's on mm-hmm. something with that. I think um, he is. I think he uh, hit the nail on the head. Yeah, 100%. So, Jamie, let's get your opinion on this. Obviously, these four games, uh, in comparisons uh, to what came out in February, which, if you don't know, was Resident Evil, the original remake, the remake of the original, uh, Gears 5, Lost Planet 2, and Dendara Trials of Fear Edition. Uh, And obviously, this is a, this is a, a definite step down. What what do you think? What do you think about the free or the, the four freebies? It's not as good as last month, but at the same time, when a game's called Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse, I have to play it. <laughs> I mean, I love like, it. That's part of the reason why I play video games to begin with, just for the over the top craziness. And um, Port Royal 3 has me intrigued because I was actually going to buy the fourth one, but I don't know if it's going to be for me. So I can use it as like a test bed uh, mm-hmm. to see if I'll buy the fourth game. But uh, I mean, it's not, it's not the best month, but uh, I'm looking forward to those two games. Yeah, I mean, listen again. At least, at least for me, there are two out of the four games that I can't that I that I that I love. Obviously, I have a top-down shooter where you you get into a giant mech, you shoot llamas. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Uh, Metal Slug Three. Well, listen, if you're an an old-school cat like me, you appreciate hand-drawn SNK graphics. Then, if you don't already own Metal Slug, and I think I own Metal Slug on every console ever ever made, I'll take it. The other two. You know, not not so much, but again, two out of four isn't bad. It'd be worse if, of course, um, all four games were awful, and unfortunately, that has happened. But mm-hmm. you know, again, a little bit of bits and bites as we wait for people to you know file on in. We're only eleven minutes into the show, and of course, I want to get to topic number one, and this one over here is very interesting. Again, something that came across the desk. And was added at the last minute because obviously there is a conversation worth having. Now, apparently, Halo Infinite has seemingly received development assistance from Gears of War Studio 
getting that much needed shot in the arm that uh, that that the, that the three four three actually needed, and that is a pretty big deal. Now, granted, I don't think that this is world breaking news uh, because I would imagine, and again, I, I this is just my opinion on it, folks. Um, big developer slash publishers like Nintendo, like Sony and Microsoft. I would imagine that if a team was struggling, help would come from another veteran team. I think we've seen that with Nintendo. I've I, I know for a fact we've seen that exact situation happen with some of Sony's bigger games for sure, where you know a particular team was struggling with the release of a game, and someone or a team from Sony Santa Monica went over and gave assistance. I love seeing it. I think it happens more often than we are aware of because we're not in the industry. At least I can speak for myself. I I don't know what goes on behind the you know the closed doors at these studios. I'd like to assume that there is a camaraderie among the developers that even though they're not a part of like, you know, if Insomniac uh, was having trouble with a particular, you know, something in their development, I would imagine that someone from, uh, you know, uh, you know, again, Sony Santa Monica would come over and say, yeah, we, you know, we know how to do that. We'll give you a hand. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Um, but it looks as if Halo Infinite might be in develop in it have been developed in more studios than just 343 Industries based on the article. Now, the accounts come from a handful of employees that have worked at the Coalition, the studio that obviously works on the Gears of War series. And it looks as though, as some of the team has been assisting with work on the latest installment of the Halo series. Now, this was noticed, according to the story that I pulled from, I believe it was Game Rant, uh, it was noticed originally by Twitter user... Bo uh, uh, I, th I think it's Beauregard 222, uh, one developer by the name of Adam Bowden, who previously worked at the Coalition until late 2020, has listed Halo Infinite as credits on his LinkedIn profile. Bowden didn't mention specifics of the work that were there, uh, according to his, uh, his, his updated LinkedIn, but their work history suggests that it could have been in relation to environment design. That is pretty dope. Now, this is where it gets a little bit more interesting, folks. While it may be easy to write this off as being like a one-shot, maybe just this one developer, no. According to another developer's profile that has also emerged, which asserts the same thing, um, his name is Yu Gutierrez Mars, who previously worked as a VFX artist at the Coalition also has Halo Infinite mentioned on their own resume. Mars says that the primarily help uh, that that he primarily helped on cinematics and campaign for the latest Halo in installment, but didn't say much else. Zemi, this is pretty interesting. Again, not groundbreaking or world-breaking news, but still interesting to see that when my, then 343 was obviously having some development woes and they got help from a veteran studio like the, you know, the Coalition, it excites me as a fan. It tells me that it seems as if for Halo Infinite, their flagship title, all hands 
are on deck. What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think it makes uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I would even go as far to say as it's uh, as it's common sense, right? Especially you know for for business, right? If you have a project that you need to get out, and and like, let's make no mistake, uh, the last thing that Xbox or Microsoft wants to do is delay Halo Infinite again. By God, could you imagine? No, could you imagine, I can't. Right? No. Last case scenario, and and they need they need to get this out. Um, you know, sometime this year, right? Um, they haven't given us a, you know, an exact date. I don't believe, uh, I, I don't think they have, right? Um, they've kind of given us like a time window though. Uh, and, and so they have to get it out, right? Um, and you have plenty of studios. Uh, I think that this is definitely a, uh, all hands on deck kind of moment, right? Um, if you have, you know, people that you can take from other studios to help assist you and, and to reduce the time of, you know, of the development enough to, so you can release it this year, that's exactly what you do in this kind of situation. And, you know, this, um, you know, I also know, you know, remember you, you mentioned, you know, you're not sure how often this kind of thing happens. You know, I, I can't really say how often this thing happens with, you know, um, you know, like the three big ones, you know, that being Nintendo, PlayStation and, uh, and Xbox, but this is not an uncommon thing, um, at least from, you know, a lot of my research and what I've heard and, 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 and you know, um, and read up on, you know, video game development. Um, I think Mass Effect Andromeda, they, they got uh, help from another Bioware uh, studio for the development of that game towards the end. Uh, I think there was an Assassin's Creed game uh, that uh, it might have been Assassin's Creed 3 or maybe Black Flag that got a lot of assistance from other developers under Ubisoft, uh, you know, during during its development to, you know, to get that on time. And then, of course, you know, all throughout the industry um, from once again, from my research and from what I've seen and even from what I've, you know, read on the uh, on the game credits right at the end of the game, you know, reading through the credits. A lot of game studios, uh, third party, we're talking um, outsource, right? It, it is it is a super common thing. There there are uh, several 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 studios that literally specialize in in, in outsourced work for for bigger developers, right? Uh, it, it's a it's an industry in of itself, so it's not uncommon to see this. Um, but I you know I, I think it's good that you know um, this you know is something that Xbox is you know continuing to do with um, with Halo Infinite. Um, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, we actually heard that they were doing something similar to this uh, to begin with because they they had outsourced um, a decent bit of work for Infinite to begin with, um, if I'm not mistaken. I believe yeah, no, I read you're, that You up. are correct in saying so, absolutely, yeah. yes. Um, but, but no, I mean, I, I think that this is uh, should definitely be reassuring to a lot of uh, fans who, who, who might be worried about if we're going to see Halo Infinite this year. Uh, I think that this is a great indicator that Xbox is doing everything that it could possibly uh, hopefully do to make Halo Infinite come out this year. Um, so I, I think it's good. Yeah. No, and I agree. I, I think that I think that you know what? You really hit the nail on the head, so to speak, uh, with the reassuring aspect of it. Uh, I, I think and, and listen, I know that I've been very hard on the Halo franchise. And again, I, I, I'm not the only one. I, I don't, I'm not disrespectful. I mean, I'm playing through Halo Infinite. I mean, Halo Infinite. I wish I was playing through Halo Infinite. Oh my God. If I was, I would have let the cat out of the bag. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing through Halo 5 again. And I'm going to say this. I think the story, playing through it again, for me, folks, for me, is nails on a chalkboard. 
Okay, I think the story is very convoluted. I hate the boss battles. I do not like the uh, the enemy characters outside of the elites and 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 and, and the regular character, you know, bad guys that we know from Halo. Um, I'm not a fan of the the um, Prometheans. Yes, the Prometheans. Yeah. Not a fan. Not, of them I'm not a fan either. I mean, not, I get not, it. Some people do like that. I, some people do like that. I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, either. not a fan of it. But I'm playing through it. I will say this, folks. And I think that again, I I cannot. I, I if I if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, Halo Five was done using the Unreal Engine Four, if I'm not mistaken. So I cannot sit here and tell you that Halo Infinite is going to look as good or potentially better. I think it is. But when I look at, like, I'm playing on my Series X on a TV that has all the bells and whistles you could want, and Halo Five is probably one of the best looking games that for Xbox in the history of uh, of the consoles. Uh, now, and again, you you can debate me on that. That's fine. I would dare say that it even it's not better, but certainly can hold its own against something like Gears Gears Five Hive Busters, which I think is the premier graphics for the xbox series x with that said i have complete confidence that 343 is going to deliver a graphical masterpiece once uh halo infinite releases hopefully november 15th of 2021 i'm very excited but jamie you know to see this transpire is fascinating no doubt about it but it's also not a shock. Like we were both saying, we, we, we think that it happens more often than it doesn't. Um, but with Halo Infinite, in you know, obviously it's still a bit, it's still a bit of ways. You know, we, we still got six, seven, eight months away, you know what I'm saying, before this game comes out. Uh, this has to hit. There's no doubt about it. It has to launch on the 15th of November. Well, not so much the 15th, but it's got to release this year without a doubt. But it has to hit. It has to check all the big boxes. Story, check. I think they got that. Graphics, check. I think that's going to be delivered. New gameplay elements, check. I think that's going to be delivered. I think we're going to have a lot of boxes checked. But for you... Seeing this confirmation that they did get some help from, of course, some developers from the coalition, what what does that tell you about how serious Microsoft is taking this game? I mean, a tailor, I'd hope Microsoft was taking it seriously. Um, but yeah, I uh, just wanted to say first that the, the Halo 5 engine is just a heavily modified Halo 4 engine. Like it, the bespoke Halo yeah, so engine. Yeah, Surgeon Dan actually says Halo 5 was using an upgraded engine from Halo 4, and it doesn't appear to be an, en- uh, an unreal engine. So I'm assuming that I was incorrect. That Thanks for the uh, the clarification there, Surgeon Dan, and thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, listen, I, I mean, are you surprised that they are getting help from, and again, we, we only know of the Coalition. It could be other developers as well, Jamie. I mean, I've been covering gaming on social media for eight years, going on nine, and this is the norm. This happens all the time. I mean, Raven Software heavily like worked with uh, Treyarch on, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. It, it's normal. Like, look at how big uh, like Ubisoft is. They have like thirty plus teams, and like I think it was like twelve worked on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, it, it's it's normal. But the thing is, when Microsoft started buying studios, I think it went hand in hand with you know, the knowledge of them knowing that they can use each other's expectation, know-how. Like, it's better for someone to ask for help and assistance than not ask for it because that's how things get messed up. Yep. Uh, so in my opinion, like, 
I'm happy to say this. Like they should, they, like if if there's someone at the coalition or you know where that can, it's like remember when Forza Horizon Three came out, like they wanted realistic water, so they worked with Rare, and you know Rare know how to make water. So um, like it, it's not a surprise to me. It shows to me that the like the developers over at three four three are willing to ask for help, especially like they might as well take advantage of the resources they have, and one of them resources being staff. So yes, like yeah. like like I, I hope to say this, and you know we're probably going to say it more. We'll probably see the coalition work with Rare in the future, or Rare work with you know Ninja Theory since they yes. both in the UK. You know, yeah. it, it's it's going to happen a lot, and uh, I mean like I I think people have been like very critical of halo infinite right rightfully so um you know when the game was first shown off like i paid attention to the gameplay first and i thought me too wow. me too I, I i've watched the trailer jamie and i kid you not i've had it running in the background multiple times i i i found the gameplay to be exactly what i want in a halo game very exciting i saw some of the pop-in that everyone else did i saw that some of the graphics weren't as you know w- what you would expect for next gen and they're gonna fix that but um, yeah, I, I definitely see the point. I mean, like, if you go back to when, like, let's say Horizon Zero Dawn, when that was first shown off, the amount of pop in in the background was atrocious. But when the game came out, it was fine. Like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really look at game reveals and like you know critique them too much because sometimes we see games one, two, three, four years out, and to me, like you know, pop in, I it's annoying. But it happens. I my favorite game of all time, Mass Effect, has pop in that takes sometimes ten seconds. So like, you know, I know this is a thing. Um, but like, like the gameplay, the sound effects looked amazing. And the problem with Halo over time is that, you know, no, I think three four three is in this weird posi- uh, position where people will complain no matter what. And I mean, like, you know, Halo Five comes out and people complain about the art style. So they went back to you know the older style suits in Halo Infinite looks more realistic than halo 5 like halo 5 like has this very cg look to it like it looks very much like a cgi film you'd see at the cinema but while halo infinite's more like a realistic art you know art uh, decision and in my opinion like i'm i like the way they've went personally i preferred the older style suit you know the halo 4 master chief suit, uh, suit because it looked more practical um but like I think I think I think they're going to do a good job because, like you know, Halo 4's campaign was amazing to me, but Halo 5's multiplayer was amazing. So all they have to do is you know get both aspects right, you know, throw in some you know uh, Warzone firefight, and I'll be happy. But um, yeah, I mean, we're going to see more staff from other studios work with each other. It's it's the norm, really. Yeah, you know, and again, it, it is. I be, I believe what you're saying. I, I believe that you know you you obviously been covering uh, gaming media for much much longer than I have. I don't even know if. Uh, if, if Zemi has been in involved in the community that long, but yeah, he 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 and I both seem to understand that this is more commonplace than it's not. Uh, but when, again, Microsoft is in such a position now where twenty three studios—that's a lot of incredible talent from something from small studios to big, you know, from single A or even indie studios—you can consider 
like a compulsion games, right? They, they, they would be considered an indie slash, you know, double A kind of a, a team that's supposed to deliver on something really big to all the way quadruple A teams, like, of course, the initiative. And that is a lot of great minds in one location. And I love to see, I love to see it. And I would love to hear about it more. I, I, I think that when Microsoft only had six studios, it might have been a very closed uh, k- kind of ecosystem um, where, you know, one team just worked with the one team and they figured out their problems. I, I, I like that they have, uh, and again, I can't say this for certain, Jamie or, and Zemi, that they've taken some, uh, and they cherry-picked what works at Sony's incredible first-party studios, but we have heard Sony's teams, you know, go help one another in the past. Uh, we have not heard that happen with Microsoft. You know, it probably happens more often than not. But again, very, very interesting. Real quick, let me catch up with some of these super chats before we move on to the next topic. Alexander Dark 91 drops a very generous $10 super chat. And Alexander, if you don't mind, DM me with this article because I may use this for Thursday's Xbox Factor or even Friday's Breakfast with Boom. This is it. This is what he's saying here is super interesting. He says, sorry, off topic, but have you guys seen the photo Brad Sams posted? And I have not. And by the way, Brad, if you're listening, I don't know if you are. We got to get you back on the show. You owe me every five thousand subs. We made a we made a, a gentleman's bet that he's going to show up, and he's been on the show twice, and he's closing in on twenty thousand subs. We got to get you back on this program. He says, "Photo Brad Sam's posted from Phil's new interview. He has a shelf full of Easter eggs, including Kojima, a Kojima figure, a Ubisoft statue, and many others. And listen, if listen." If you don't know Phil, and I don't really know him personally, I would love to get to know Phil personally, and maybe one day I can even interview him. But he likes to throw these little things. He puts these things in the background for a reason. Now, we can't go and start running and saying Ubisoft, they're buying Ubisoft, or Kojima is coming to work for Microsoft. But it's still thought-provoking stuff. So if you if you if you can send me the article, uh, th- that'd be dope. My DM is open for everyone, Alexander. I definitely appreciate it. And we had another super chat come in from the Elk Dude, uh, which is someone that is I, again. If you've been in the chat, brother, I haven't seen it, but your name looks relatively new. He has an awesome YouTube channel. I just subscribed. Definitely go over and uh, let me know if you got past four thousand. Uh, hopefully you got past 4,000 subs, brother. Love to see the work. Uh, he drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, gives credence to the rumor saying Xbox was pulling resources from all over to get the game done. Sorry I'm late. No, no, no. no you're not late, brother. Thank you for the uh, the comment. More importantly, thank you for the generosity. And, of course, I want to thank uh, Lethal Papa, the sheriff of Boom, uh, of Boomtown, where he walks silently and carries a very big band stick. Uh, thank you for everything that you do, Letha. And as we close in on 300 people here, which is pretty freaking dope for a new show that's only in its sixth week. Uh, Zemi, we're going to get to topic number two. And topic number two, let me just make sure I do my, ta- my timestamp uh, correctly because I don't want to get yelled at in my own chat because that happens more often than you guys know. Let's get to topic number two, shall we? And topic number two is Remedy. And Microsoft. And as you saw with the thumbnail that now has motion, I'm doing some new things. The old dog has some new tricks for the channel. Um, 
they have apparently a good working relationship, both companies. Uh, and obviously, if you if you are not in the know, Remedy is currently hard at work at the Xbox exclusive campaign for Crossfire X releasing this year. Now, many in the Xbox community, including myself, Zemi, and Jamie Moran, have been calling for 2016's uh, sequel to 2016's Quantum Break. Now, as of today's show, gentlemen, I pulled an article that talks about what it would take to get a sequel to Quantum Break. And according to IGN, yes, I did pull an article from way back when from IGN. Here is what the CEO of Remedy Entertainment had to say on the matter. Due to certain reasons, it never got a sequel. Uh, and and obviously uh, this this uh, this is the remedy CEO. He his name is Taro Vertala. He told this to GameIndustry.biz. And if you want to check out the article, I'll put it into the show notes after the show, and you can check it out. He says Quantum Break. Also, uh, we put a lot of uh, a lot of effort into creating the world, the characters, and the stories, but it still was Microsoft's IP. They decided not to take it further. So few, again confirmation that this was a microsoft i you know decision that we didn't get a sequel now as much as i love xbox and everyone knows that i dare my, my where i sleep at night right um and i definitely expect the platform to rise above anything we could have asked this particular generation because of all the big moves the they have made many in this chat along with many in the gaming industry have asked for sequels that Microsoft has not responded to. And of course, I'll break down the list, folks. You know, Quantum Break being the top of the list, Rise, Son of Rome, Alan Wake, Conquer, which is rumored to be being uh, apparently, uh, again, rumored to be be made by Obsidian, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, which of course I'm going to still p- keep asking to until the ba- the Burden Bear come out, you know, older old Jeep games, uh, you know, Crimson Skies, Mecha Soul, and countless other o- um, older IPs I would love to see come back. And I, I know there's going to be some people in the chat say, just, just a second, boom. We want new IPs. I want new stuff for my new console. But like I said on last night's Primetime Gaming, which, by the way, was freaking awesome. If you missed it, uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a panel of seven people there. It was so much fun, and it ran into overtime. So if you missed it last night, go go to my channel. Check it out. It's all the timestamps are up. So if you have a particular topic you want to check it out, you can just go and click on it, and, and you're good to go. Uh, but listen, older titles have a place in future gaming, and I am okay with playing a new Banjo-Kazooie. I'm okay with playing a new Conquer. I want a new Alan Wake. Hell, I would take even a new Crimson Skies or an HD remaster. That game is freaking dope. But the big question for, of course, the chat, Zemi and Jamie Moran, is there a place on Xbox for Quantum Break 2. And I'll start with uh, Zemi Games. Zemi, do you want to see Remedy and Microsoft team up once again and continue what I thought to be an incredible world-building story in Quantum Break 1? You know, I do. Um, We were, uh, funny enough, I think we were talking about this very idea last Xbox uh, one-on-one um, and during one of the, co- uh, I think it was like a super chat came up and then we, we started talking about like quantum break. Um, no, absolutely. I would 
100% love to see this. I would also love to see Rise, Son of Rome uh, 2 or whatever, right? You know, there's definitely a lot of IP. Um, and, but I also get the idea from other people who kind of just want to see new IP. Um, but I, I don't think it's either you can have one or the other, but you can't have both. I, I think that you can have both. And I think it's just going to be a balancing act for, for Xbox. Yes. Um, you know, uh, we we were on a show not too long ago uh, where we were where you were talking about um, uh, Banjo Kazooie, right? And and how you were upset that you know there wasn't a Banjo Kazooie, and I hear you. Um, but I think the thing to really remember here is that I think given enough time, we will see a new Banjo Kazooie, right? We will see a Quantum Break two. Heck, we might even possibly see a Rise uh, a Rise two. You know what I mean? If 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 the right stars align. Um, I, I think that, you know, a lot of what Xbox is doing is, is you know, they're working on a tremendous number of, of games, right? They've brought back a lot of games, you know, Perfect mm -hmm. Dark, they brought back, right? Um, Fable, they they brought that back as well, you know, and, 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 and so, you know, they are doing what we want them to do. They, but, but I don't think it's really feasible to say, you know, um, you know, here in two years, we want everything that we want to be back, right? Yeah, that's absolutely fair, dude. For um, sure. But with that being said, yes, uh, Remedy and, and Xbox seem to be getting along pretty, uh, pretty swimmingly. Um, that, that's my British term, I think that's a British term, I don't know. Uh, Jamie, let me know later. Um, but, <laughs> it uh, is, it is. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I think that it would be incredible to see Xbox and, and Remedy, you know, take a partnership even further and, 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 and green light a quantum break, uh, too. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, of course, if I'm not mistaken, Microsoft owns the Quantum Break franchise. So even if Remedy wasn't necessarily interested, don't be wrong, I would love to see Remedy do this because they did such a fantastic job with the first one, right? Yes. But even if Remedy wasn't interested in doing it, Xbox could still hire a studio um, or just get one of their many uh, first-party studios that they already have uh, to work on, you know, to work on uh, this type of project. So um, it, it's not like a, they have to get uh, remedy or or there's no deal kind of thing. I mean, they they could really shop around and 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 get other studios uh, possibly, you know, involved in this. But uh, no, I I really would love to see Quantum Break too. The one thing that really stuck out to me so much about Quantum Break, whenever it released, is. You know, um, I, I'm a fan of gaming all around, right? I like a lot of the PlayStation games. I like a lot of the Xbox games. I like games on PC. And, and I just recently bought a Switch and I'm tearing up Pokemon right now. I just like games in general, right? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. But what you can get from these different platforms is very different from what you can, you know, get on other platforms, right? And I absolutely adore that third person, mature, uh, you know, adult driven, um, action and adventure game that Sony does so well with, you know, uh, especially, you know, with last of us. Right. Um, and, and to me, you know, during the Xbox one generation, quantum break was that type of game, but it was on Xbox and I could play it, uh, which I thought was fantastic. And, 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 you know, I would absolutely love to see them bring that back. Uh, I, I say it all the time. I would love to see more, Sony like games on the Xbox platform because I really enjoy that uh, type of gameplay. I know that a lot of consumers, a lot of people over here on the Xbox side would really enjoy those types of games as well. And yeah. Game Pass is just all about variety, 
right? It's about having games for everyone. And so for those reasons, I would absolutely love to see Quantum Break 2. Yeah, and you know something? Again, I, I, I think that the ultimate goal with uh, Xbox Game Pass is to not only have an incredible amount of games for $15 that include day and date releases of both first party indies, second party, you know, we're starting to see other games launch right into Game Pass that are not first party that may have, uh, you know, gone with, uh, you know, been developed under, you know, the um, on the umbrella. Uh, what's it? What's it, the indie developer uh, that they, they call themselves for uh, Microsoft? Um, they're they're in um, they're in the arm. Um, oh, ID at Xbox. ID at Xbox. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, ID at Xbox. We're starting to see a lot of those developed ID at Xbox games go directly on to Xbox Game Pass, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, great for us because obviously, if you support Xbox Game Pass, you're going to be able to play a lot of these smaller games that you might overlook that wind up being big experiences. Uh, but Jamie, you know, before I get to you, Dan the Man Cunningham, generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding five dollar uh, five dollar super chat. Says Boom puts a ton of work into these shows. Show your support by hitting the like button, subscribe button, and. Uh, and, and your skin flutes. Hey, listen, I'm, I appreciate the channel support there, brother. Thank you, of course, for the generosity. Yeah, and folks, listen, here's the thing. Um, I don't expect a pat on the ass for the work that I do. I, I honestly don't look for it because, quite frankly, this is so enjoyable to me. I get to do something that I never thought would ever come to fruition, and that is talk about video games and actually have people who give a crap on what I have to say. So that's why it started with one show. Then it made the second show. Then I did three shows. And then, of course, because I don't know what to do with myself and sit on my hands, I made a fourth show. Now, is there going to be... We're going to have to sign you up for Podcast Anonymous here soon. Something has to happen. But (laughs) there there is not going to be a fifth one, I can assure you, because I enjoy my Wednesdays off. I actually... You know something that's funny? I didn't talk about what we've been playing. I did something yesterday. That was I haven't done in in years. I actually took the day off, no housework, no food shopping. I dropped Mrs. Boom off. I came home and I made myself breakfast. And then I sat in front of the TV set. Folks, I kid you not. The entire day, all I did was play the Division Two. I'm so addicted to it; it was it was it was obscene how much hours I played yesterday of the Division Two, and it was a nice day off. But of course, I'm back to doing what I what I'm supposed to do, and that's obviously be a good husband and make sure that Mrs. Boom, who's still working, comes home to a, a clean house and, of course, uh, um, you know, a well stocked fridge, which is what I did today. But getting back to podcasting, of course, I, I let you in on, on a little bit of Boomstick's life. Um, Jamie, look, you 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 put something out on Twitter yesterday, and when I saw it, I immediately immediately DM'd you. Said, "Listen, you, you got to be a part of of, of today's show because we're talking about Quantum Break Two. For you, as someone that appreciates games for their their single merits, and this this game had a lot of merits, folks. If you never played Quantum Break Two and you never seen it running on the Xbox One X." Or running on the Series X, you, 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 and you are you a so-called Sony fan, you owe it to yourself to try this game. Not only is it gorgeous, not only does it tell an amazing story, but it's absolutely a highlight of Xbox. I Like I said, I beat it. I, I got 1,000 out of 1,000 achievements. I'm very saddened 
that we never got DLC and we didn't get a sequel. Um, I, I would love to see a sequel come. We know that, as Emmy, you said it, Microsoft does own the IP. They don't own the IP for Alan Wake. That went yep. back to um, Remedy, but, uh, but Quantum Break, they do own. And I did check that. Uh, the last time that, uh, that I saw a story about it was the end of 2019. I don't think anything has changed since then. For you, Jamie, I mean, again, a lot of people in the chat, and including myself, enjoy Sony's third-person, over-the-shoulder, adult-themed action games. This is what Quantum Break was. Do you want to see Quantum Break two uh, uh, have us, you know, Quantum Break to get get its sequel? Oh yeah, I would love to see Quantum Break two. You know, as a as a sci-fi fan, I don't actually see a lot of single-player sci-fi games. Like there isn't a lot. Like. I, if I want like a, a multiplayer game, I've got plenty to choose from. But uh, this was like a, a, a single player sci-fi game that was around time travel and time distortion and stuff. And that was that was me. Like, you know, um, <laughs> and I love Remedy games. Like, in my opinion, Sam Lake stories, are like, you know, just super interesting. Uh, so I would love to see a sequel. And, you know, the thing is, Quantum Break had a weird past because it took years to come out. But it had a weird reception right before launch because... I remember as soon as we got screenshots of gameplay, people were accusing the developers of giving us PC footage. And then when we got the resolution count, people were like, oh, it looks crap. So when it came out, it was just getting crapped on all the time. And, you know, it had live action, you know, TV show segments, quote unquote. And a lot of people think those TV segments were there just because of Microsoft's early like TV division thing. Uh, it wasn't as... Uh, Sam Lake and Remedy have always experimented with live action stuff. Yeah, they sure have. And, and you know, the funny thing is, I've had conversations with people that uh, who have told me that they didn't like the live action TV show stuff. I've asked them, "Would you prefer to have watched those exact same cutscenes in gameplay?" And they they've always said yes. And you know, I'm I'm someone that played Metal Gear Solid Four. That thing has like twelve hours of cutscenes, so <laughs> it's like I never understood the complaints over four twenty minute segments. Um. But that aside, like I love the game, and you know, I think the the difference between Microsoft and Sony, and the thing is, you can look at my Twitter, my YouTube. I I love Xbox, my preferred brand, you know. Uh, but the thing is about Microsoft is that they were banking hard on Quantum Break. You know, they referred to the game as a franchise, not as a game, just a franchise, and they wanted yeah. this to be Halo size. Now, Halo size is a you know a franchise that's bloody massive. You know, that's a multimedia you know, type thing, you know, films, TV, books, comics, everything, toys. Uh, but Quantum Break wasn't that. It, it launched and we got a book like a week later or something. And it's like, it looked like there was space for something else on the menus. Like maybe we went to get like an expansion or something. That's just me looking too much into it. No, I, I think you're onto something. As a matter of fact, it did appear like there was something missing. That's why I was very saddened to know that we never got an expansion, which looked as if that's what they were planning to do. But if it wasn't for the whole, like, like people were hating on that game hard because of its resolution. Like, all I saw everywhere was 720, 720, 720p this. And then, you know, as the years went on, we found out that apparently checkerboard and resolution is okay to everyone. Um, <laughs> but, but, but back then, it wasn't fine. You know, people were bashing it. And it's a shame because the game's fantastic. But, like, Microsoft banked hard on the franchise and we won't get a sequel. Whereas I think Sony is willing to, like, the first Uncharted game, in my opinion, is the most outdated game I've ever played. The sequel is bloody amazing. Yeah, it is. One of my favorite PlayStation 3 games of all time. 
And you know, I think that's the difference between like, yeah, like Sony will be willing to put money into a sequel, whereas Microsoft will move on to the next thing. Like Recall was a cool concept, and I really it was. enjoyed it. And you know, something they could have did so much better with a little money. Yep. And you know, like we got like uh, action figures and like statues like a year and a half after the game came out. So they clearly had plans for it, but the game didn't sell well. So I think I think the reason why you know Game Pass exists is because something like a Game Pass or Netflix needs a bunch of different types of things in it, but they can experiment more now because they have that, you know, they have that confirmed, like, revenue coming in. Whereas with an experimental game and no Game Pass situation, a game can come out and fail, but with Game Pass, they can make whatever the hell they want. Yes. So, so like, you know, now we talk about Quantum Break 2 and them owning the IP, well... Uh, hint everybody i think alan wake will be uh, or should i say alan wake 2 will be here in the next three years um uh because <laughs> remedy put a point way too much at alan wake like it's happening like the sequel's happening well i mean uh, obviously if you played control and you and the the aew uh dlc clearly that's alan wake in the game uh, i'm playing through it right now and i'm quite enjoying hearing his voice and seeing them him, him be a part of control uh, is that the, the worlds were merged. So, yeah, I, I, I think Alan Wake is coming back. Um, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I know it's gonna, this might be taboo. People are like, oh, we want exclusives. I just want Alan Wake. I don't care where it shows up. Hopefully, you can get it on Xbox as well as PlayStation. But, again, if Microsoft wanted a sequel, an exclusive sequel, they could have done that years ago, and they didn't. So now Remedy has the, uh, the IP back, and they want to make bank on it. And, again, if Microsoft is aggressive – then they reach out to Remini and say, yeah, you know what, Here, we'll publish. Uh, and uh, don't worry, you don't got to worry about 505 publishing and doing any stupid deals and making you look bad as developers, which they did with the whole you got to buy the upgrade BS from last year and uh, do Alan Wake 2 for us. And I and who knows? Yeah, and like, like I, I want Alan Wake 2 to be a thing. I think it's happening, and I don't care it's going to be multi-platform. I love that story, and I, I, I'm happy that I will get a sequel to it. But whereas Quantum Break, and this is my point where I was talking about Game Pass, is that Game Pass allows them to take risks and like experiment with games. And I think now, if anything, it could we have a possibility of Alan Wake 2 being a thing because, you know, Alan Wake, they, they have a fan base and that everyone that played that remembered the game and they want a sequel still. Same with Quantum Break. The game came out and might have not sold that well, but people over the years have become to love that game and think of it as a, an underrated gem, you know? Dude, it still holds up. Even American Nightmare, which, which by the way, was an, uh, an arcade release, not even official release. I freaking loved it, dude. Yeah, and like I think like now with like Quantum Break, they could do a Quantum Break 2 in the future, and... I know, uh, was it Sean Ashmore? Aaron Ashmore? I get, yes. I get both yeah, of them Sean, mixed up. It was Sean. Yeah. Sean. Yeah. And like he said, like he'd want to do it again. And, you know, like I said, Game Pass, like Game Pass lets Microsoft experiment more. A game can come out and it doesn't have to sell 4 million copies out of the game because you have to realize when Microsoft talks about games now, they don't say buy and store now. They say play it on Game Pass. Like advert, advert, adverts on the TV, they say Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. They don't mention buying it in the store, despite the fact that's still an option. So it's like they're clearly making enough revenue from you know Game Pass that they can experiment more. So yeah, I think I think we could possibly see it in the future. Yeah, yeah, me too. And and and, and again, I I think that if we as fans 
politely reach out to Phil, reach out to Matt Booty, reach out to Larry Herb or Aaron Greenberg and say, hey, listen, Quantum Break 2 is something we would like, and you do it in a proper manner. You start a petition or you start a, you know, a, a trend on Twitter and you ask people from the community, sign this, get, get, get involved in this, retweet this at, at, you know, at Xbox, at Remedy, at Microsoft, at Phil Spencer. You know, again, the, the, the voice of the people sometimes do amazing things if done properly. Now, if you if you start cursing at Remedy and and like I've seen with you know with with the Drew Murray situation going on, which we're going to talk about on Thursday's show, I, I got to be honest with you. Some of the people in, in, in not in this chat, thankfully enough, but in the community as as a whole. Wow, man, talk about lowering your level of uh of of of, of you know being a being just a complete a hole. Uh, but we'll, again, we're not going to get into it today. Uh, let me thank Pixel Bit G in the chat, generous friend of the show. He drops very generous two dollars super chat and says Quantum Break was better than Control in my book. I agree, one hundred percent. I beat Control, I've, I, and I'm I played through all the DLC. I'm playing through a- AEW right now, and even though I like Control, I am actually I actually quite enjoyed that game. I would probably agree with you without a doubt. I think Quantum Break was certainly much better. Love the action and love how close the character was to the screen. Like uh, Sean Ashmore's character was like right in the corner. So you got to see him up close and personal while he was taking out bad guys. I, I absolutely loved it. If you have not played it, if you missed that game, I highly, highly encourage you to get over to Xbox Game Pass, download that game, and play it. I think you're going to dig it. But I do want to move on, gentlemen, to the final topic of the show. And this is the big one. I say I save the big one for last. And this, folks, we're going to be talking about right now is, of course, the rumored and pretty much confirmed Bethesda X Xbox event that's coming to us as fans, uh, obviously, uh, later on in March. Now, March 5th, if you don't know what that date means to anything outside of it being now, we're into the third, the, you know, the, the 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 quarter of the year of 2021. March 5th is supposed to be the date that Microsoft and Bethesda put pen to paper and all of those studios become officially owned by Microsoft. But, you know, obviously I'm going to mention Jeff Grubb. He's someone, not only am I a fan of his, I just found out about who Jeff was, and I think it was the tail end of uh, of uh, 2019, and since then I've been a fan of his work. Uh, 2020, the guy was spot on with a lot of his, uh, you know, his rumors. Um, you know, obviously I'm, tr- I'm I've been I have not been in touch with Jeff. I don't think he listens to this program. It's still too small. But I've DM'd him. Haven't heard from him yet. But I'm trying to get him to pop on the show. Eventually, I got some big time guests coming up uh, that I'll be talking about later on in the year. He's certainly somebody that I would love to have on here. Um, But, you know, recently on uh, the podcast that he's a part of, um, which is called Games Beat, uh, he mentioned uh, that uh, and it's and the, the full name of it is called Games Beat Decides Podcast. He says Xbox is said to be planning as is planning to hold an event of some sort related to Bethesda in the near future. Grubb says that it will be one of the marquee events that Xbox has lined up for E3 in 2021. Now, obviously, E3 2021 means that it's not coming March, but. I have heard from other places that we're going to get some sort of event in March regarding Bethesda. Now, 
One, according, according to Jeff, and I'm going to quote exactly what he said on the podcast, he says, once the deal closes, they will talk about it in a big way. I don't know if it will be like a full uh, full on uh, direct style event, but they will make note of it and they will talk about it extensively and explain what it means to everyone. Uh, uh, expect that to happen sometime in mid-March. Now, obviously, the event that he's talking about for E3 is Bethesda usually had their own event. I went to their event during E3 of 2019, and it was freaking dope. I was right in the middle. I, I think I was like six or seven seats from, from the front of the stage. It was awesome. One of the big shows I was able to get into. Now, the reason why Xbox hasn't held if you didn't know, then I know people have been asking uh, a presentation like this already is because Grubb mentioned that the deal to acquire Bethesda hasn't formally transpired. Now, while the announcement of the intention to acquire the publisher was done last year, and we all know that that day was incredible, the deal doesn't actually close for a few more weeks. As such, Microsoft has to remain somewhat quiet about, about what it intends to do with Bethesda and Studios, or else it would be technically breaking the law which, of course, we don't want them to do in any way. Um, but, Zemi, I'll go to you first on this. First of all, oh, before we get to that, um, Geezer1916 has become a channel member. Listen, folks, that is such a big deal for me because this is a very small channel, and having people join the, 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 you, know, the, 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 you know, the channel as a membership is, is, is it's, it's definitely heartfelt for sure. I've had five in the last two shows. That is, that is awesome. I, I cannot thank you enough. Geezer1916 for becoming a channel member. Uh, I hope that means that you are enjoying the weekly content. Thank you for your generosity and in the support of Double Barrel Gaming's March to 10K, hopefully happening this year. And one other thing, speaking of 10K, Zemi Games has been on me for, for months to have um, uh, cloth a clothing line, right? And I do have some designs that Jay uh, obviously, you know, uh, has done for me. Jay has been, you know, inspirational in setting up Double Barrel Gaming. He's been a big part of the push on this channel for years. Uh, but what I'm, I, what I'm going to do and what I'm going to be working on behind the scenes with Dinero Panero is I'm going to have four new designs that I want him to create that are going to be made into T-shirts. Now, as soon as we can hit 10,000 subs... YouTube gives me the ability to now sell merch on the channel like you see on Dealer and you see on all of the big like Randall Thor has stuff and all of the big channels have it. Um, as soon as I can hit 10K, I will be debuting these four new designs. Um, I'm going to sit down with Dinero Panero and we're going to go over a few things. And again, I, and I, and I want to mention his name once again. Uh, he is an incredible artist. He has done the intro for this show. He's done the intro for Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm going to contract him to do Breakfast at Boom and Primetime Gaming. And of course, he's going to, I'd love for him to help me on these new shirt designs. If you are someone that has a YouTube channel, if you're someone looking to get into the business and you want overlays like you see on the show today, or you want an intro like you saw today, dude, hit this guy up. His talent is just, it's, I don't think there's a limit to it. He, he's, he gets better with each design that he does and a real quick shout out to our brother uh zemi archimedes is in the chat welcome 
I seen you going back and forth, and we love that you're in the chat, and we can't wait to hear from you on Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast. He just put out a video uh, the other day talking about this particular event. Get over there and support him on his channel. Uh, it's Archimedes Boxer Bear, as he's known by many. Definitely get over and support that video. But Zemi, listen this this is a this is an event. Whenever it happens, whether it be in March, whether it be the official of you know Bethesda slash Xbox event in E three, the the world's eyes are going to be on this event for a lot of reasons. Now, sure. I think that you know you and I would, we're never going to going to agree on the exclusivity, and we're not even going to get into it. That is probably going to be a question that many in the gaming community as well as the gaming media, is going to be pressing Microsoft to answer. I don't mm -hmm. know if we're going to get that initially. But for you and I and, 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 and Jamie, we were talking before the show went live. We have a real suspicion or a belief that Starfield is going to be there in a big way. At least that's what we think. I'm, that's what I'm hoping, that we get a release date. Because, you know, Todd Howard, our Lord and Savior, according to you, is mm -hmm. very good in bringing up a game and saying, yeah, three months from now, go play Starfield, go crazy. Um, what else are you expecting at this event? Yeah, so, um, you know, I mean... So like whenever I read like Jeff's thing, like, you know, it kind of somewhat in, in, in some ways I it, it it's it's not super descriptive on what to expect. Right. He leaves a lot open. Like, are we going to get an event like in sometime in March? And then uh, are the Bethesda going to be a big part of like Xbox's E3 kind of showing? Um, but but, you know, both of them combined. I think that we will, of course, get answers on the exclusivity. I think that that's going to be a big, big reason why. Um, so many eyes are going to be on Bethesda, you know, during this time, because of course you're going to have the PlayStation guys, you know, am I going to be able to play this game or am I going to have to buy an Xbox or whatever? And then of course you're gonna have the, you know, Xbox guys wondering the same exact thing about the PlayStation guys, right? So there's going to be a ton of eyes on this. Um, but beyond, you know, that announcement that, and hopefully we get it that, that way we can, you know, stop, uh, stop throwing punches at each other. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. but, um, but beyond that, I think that, you know, regardless of if it's a March show or, you know, E3, just generally speaking, what we can see from Bethesda here, you know, and, you know, upcoming you know, soon. Right. Um, I, I think that we will see uh, Starfield. Right. I yes. definitely think that we're going to uh, see it released in 2021. Um, and, and with that being said, you know, following Bethesda's track record, I think, you know, possibly March, they may show us a trailer or, or it may be like the E3, uh, showing they're, they're going to show us the trailer, maybe some gameplay and, and finally give us that sweet, sweet release date that we'll be able to jump into that game and, 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 and see what, ex uh, what, what Bethesda can do with a brand new IP. And it's been a very long time since we've seen a brand new IP from them. Um, but in addition to that, I, I think uh, possibly some uh, like the ESO expansion. Um, I, I think it's like the Blackwood uh, Company and, and Oblivion Gates, like their new yes, expansion Oblivion for Gates ESO is coming. Yep, that's sure coming is. in June. Yep. Uh, I think we will for sure see another uh, CGI trailer to really, really ramp people up for that. 
Um, you know, maybe a new DLC uh, for Fallout 76 or possibly uh, just some Fallout 76 news, you know, maybe new microtransactions or <laughs> whatever. Right. I think I think something what, about, maybe- what about a Wolfenstein announcement? Do you think that they hold something like that till E3? I think that they would. I, I, I really think that they would. I, I think like this this early kind of I think that, you know, during the March show, if, if you know, if, if it is, as you know, Jeff kind of indicated, I think a big portion of this is is to be open, to be transparent about what their plans for Bethesda are, because this is very, very concerning for a lot of people. Um, and and you, you and, and so many people want to know. Right. I think that that's really a big thing of what they're going to do. They they may show off some some new announcements or or, or whatnot. Um, Wolfenstein possibly for sure. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm not super 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 into like a lot of the other you know games from you know Bethesda's publishing side like Dishonored. Uh, Wolfenstein, um, Doom. I, I played a few Wolfenstein games, so I'm not super well versed in that. But I, I, I definitely think like I think it's a sure bet that we will probably definitely see an ESO trailer, um, maybe some Fallout 76 stuff. But I think the most important thing, maybe the thing that I'm most excited for, I don't know. I, I might I might be more excited for the exclusivity um, finally being known, or I might be more excited to actually see Starfield. I don't know which one, but those are the two big things that I'm really, really wanting to see. And I, I think that we will see. Yeah, and I I think you're right. I I think that we do get Starfield, I think only because that game is going to come out this year. Again, we don't know what COVID has done in regards to development. Um, For sure. But I would love to see them come out. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Phil Spencer sit down with uh, with Todd Howard, potentially you know a few of the other uh, you know big studio heads, and mm-hmm. kind of just just give the community the, the information that we want. You know, now yeah. that the deal is signed, what's going to be exclusive, what's not going to be exclusive. Again, I have a feeling that the MMOs are going to remain multi-plat. I think they're going to re- still get the support. I think that, you know, uh, Gates of Oblivion is going to come out on the PlayStation 4 and potentially PlayStation 5, just the same. That's not going to change. Fallout 76 with a new, once it gets a new uh, DLC expansion, that will go to PS4, PS5. Though I I, I just, again, we're not going to get into it because it's just, it's just not the, this is not the place for it. We're going to, and folks, we're going to get, we're going to re- be talking about about this further because I'm waiting on some background information. It's going to be a, a smaller topic for Thursday because I want to hear from Joe. I want to hear from Three Bit. I want to hear from uh, you know the rest of the panel. Hear what Boxer Bear has to say about it because what he said in his video was fantastic. And I want to hear what VJ has to say in regards to what our expectations. So should we temper them uh, for the march and should we you know all be, should be all pointing towards E3 or are they going to surprise us? You know we're going to get further into that. But Jamie. You know, obviously, Jeff Grubb, again, you know, like him, love him, or hate him. And I don't think there's anything to really hate about Jeff. I I think he's freaking awesome. I don't know why you'd you'd have anything negative to say about him. He has been one of the very few bright spots, in my opinion, for the uh, mainstream media. Because he, he, I think he's an Xbox fan because he's always talking about Xbox. And he's always giving us these little leaks here and there. And obviously... 
uh, Jamie, like he's done in the past on this Games Beat Decides podcast. He dropped this information, and he was very nonchalant about it, which is pretty interesting. But what are you expecting from the mid-March event? I mean, I don't think it's going to be an Xbox Wire article. I actually think that we may get, you know, Phil Spencer to sit down with Todd Howard. Maybe they, you know, they get interviewed by someone from IGN, or maybe they get in- interviewed by someone, at, you know, at, at, at Xbox, and they post it this video on Xbox Wire, which is what I would like to see them do, to be honest with you. What are your thoughts on this? So I, I watched the Jeff Grubb article, uh, should I say podcast, and uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I like the guy. I think he's like one of the few people in the mainstream, air quotes, uh, gaming industry that I think is actually like level-headed. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I've seen a lot of people think this is going to be some A3 size, size thing. It's like, no. Like, he even says in the show, and he's even said on Reset, I would like, this isn't like a, I'm doing air quotes here, but no one can see. It isn't a game show. It's more of a, from what I can tell, it's going to be, I'm trying to think, like 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 you were saying, like uh, I think it's going to be a mix between a blog post and an interview type thing, because yeah, mm-hmm. I, like, I think the whole like exclusivity thing, like I can't, one, I can't wait for this topic to be over. Like, like I can't wait till the information's out there and we can stop talking about it because that's all I see every day. X is exclusive. Is it not going to be exclusive? Like the and by the way, the MMOs and card games will go to other platforms. Yeah, Everything yes, else. absolutely. Those as well. Yes, uh, but everything else, all Xbox, uh, well, PC and mobile. But the good thing is, everyone has one of those. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a smaller thing, like an interview and stuff, and. Back to the whole exclusivity thing, it's like we need to know because they can just come out and say, like, hey, these games are going to be exclusive, these won't be. And I think the reason they couldn't do that before is because, look, the the the, the deal could have failed, couldn't it? It could have failed a long time ago, but they came out literally the day before Xbox Series X and S pre-orders went live and said, hey, we bought Bethesda. And it was earth-shattering news. And funnily enough, that same day, Starfield leaks, two screenshots, <laughs> which was a bit a uh, bit of a convenient thing, if you ask me. Uh, but hey, it looked cool, and I think that game's coming this year. That will probably be a big part of the presentation slash interview, in my opinion. And uh, the whole Wolfenstein thing. So the ESRB, I think it was ESRB or Peggy, uh, rated the Wolfenstein collection for Xbox Series X and S. Yes, it sure did. Yep. And there's doesn't mean a paper since now for me when I do like research for games and stuff, uh, that was apparently real, and we should we might be getting that in the next few months. Uh, so I can see that being a thing because again, like if you look at the uh, you know, coming uh, games coming out over the next few months, there isn't a lot of games actually optimized for next generation consoles. Uh, so I think you know that would be like a nice you know. Uh, I hate using the term filler game, but it'll be like, you know, a filler, a filler uh, title. Uh, but hey, I would love to go through those titles again with ray tracing and all the bells and whistles. Uh, but I think this is just going to answer all the questions we've been asking for months. And then we can finally put it to rest. Yeah. Uh, uh, the thing is, you know, just really think about it. Everyone in the, you know, the chat, like, we finally got to know, like, and we can finally stop talking about it because, look, I, I think Bethesda make fantastic games. I think Todd Howard, you know, people might make memes out of him and stuff, but he's an interesting developer. Yes. And, you know, if it wasn't for him, 
we wouldn't have had Skyrim, you know, and in my opinion, Skyrim is one of the best RPGs ever made. Uh, it influenced a bunch of other games. So, like, you know, Bethesda make good games. And I, I understand why people would be asking that the game's going to be exclusive because, you know, I see this topic pop up all the time and I see more people trying to reason why they'd be multi-platform rather than, you know, equally questioning both sides. And, you know, there's reason Microsoft paid $7.5 billion dollars they have Game Pass, and last time I checked, Netflix doesn't put Stranger Things on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I agree. And again, Zemi's going to immediately say, but you can buy you can buy Stranger Things on Amazon. Well, I, well I, 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 could, I could say a lot of other things too, but this isn't the show. This yeah, isn't no, the show. Again, again <clears throat> I, you know what my stance is, folks? Xbox is Xbox, PlayStation is PlayStation. When I could play God of War, or I, you know what? keep you god of war when i can play insomniac spider-man on my xbox and i'm not trying to be a dick about this and i don't want to open up a can of worms here when i can play insomniac spider-man 2 on my xbox then i think it's fair to say you can play uh whatever you know the, the elder scrolls 6 on your playstation and until that happens well I, I, I again don't want to be a you know the 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 big D in the room, but you are going to have to do what Sony makes other people do: buy their console. And the difference, and again, I don't want to go down this deep rabbit hole, but the difference between what Sony does and the difference between what Microsoft is going to do are literally oranges and apples. Whereas the Apple, Sony doesn't give a flying f if you want to play God of War two. Uh, if you don't have a PS5, well, too bad. You know, like the, uh, the, the in the words of the great Richard Pryor, "tough titty," right? Um, and they and they just keep it moving. And 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 what do we all do? We go out, and we buy a PlayStation Five, and we enjoy the shit out of the game. We take pictures, video, we put it up on Twitter, and we're having a grand old time. But Sony got their point across. They made us buy PlayStation Five. Whereas Microsoft, on the other hand, well, good guy Phil, good guy Xbox says. Okay, you don't want to buy a Series X, you don't want to buy a Series S, I hear you. No, times are tough, not a problem. But we got a solution for you. Uh, you can pay $15 a month, and you can play on your pewter, you can play on your tablets, you can play on your cell phone through uh, through the, 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 the free use of Xbox, uh, uh, you know, Project X Cloud. Go crazy. And oh, on PS, by the way, later on in the year on your new TV, the app is going to be there for you to play your games. All you need is a wireless controller. See, that's the difference. Microsoft giving avenues to people that don't want to buy their console and be a part and actually spend the money, but they can still be a part of the ecosystem. And Sony closing the door in your face and giving you the big F you. That's the difference. Now, I may I may be taking it a little bit too literal because no one's really closing the door in your face. But Sony, old way of thinking. Microsoft, new way of thinking. So we're going to see what is going to happen. And it's going to be interesting. Zemi seems to think that he's correct. I see this. I see to think that I'm correct on the exclusive thing. And listen, eventually the, the, the questions are going to have to be answered, but this has been one hell of a show. We're an hour and 15 minutes in. And I, before we close it out, I do want to say, did, uh, did everyone, did anyone get excited? Like I did about fall guys, 
Ultimate Knockout. Yes. Finally. Yes. Coming. I got so excited. The Xbox and the uh, Switch later this summer. Now, folks, listen, if you don't have a PlayStation 4, uh, and, and, uh, and and you've been waiting for this game. You don't have to wait much longer. I've played so many hours of this game. I've I've gotten, I think, six or seven. It might even be eight crowns. I've won eight times, which is pretty awesome. Um, and I absolutely, absolutely love this game. Uh, it is now really running in prime condition. Obviously, I, I, was, I jumped on it the minute I can download it for free it went through PlayStation Plus. It was one of the games. It's amazing. I'm very happy. Zemi, are you excited? Are you, obviously, you, you are excited. What are your yes. thoughts on, on, on Ultimate Knockout coming to the Xbox in the summer? Yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited. I mean, this is a game that I've been, like, looking at for a while. Um, I, you know, I, I've wanted to get a PS4, you know, for, for a very long time, but I ended up holding out on that because there's a lot of games I want to play over there. But I ended up holding out on that because of the PS5 and then, of course, you know, the pre-order shenanigans that happen with Sony. Um, and, and, and you know, I don't have a PlayStation 5 right now. Um, so I, it was definitely one of those games that I for sure was going to hop into with uh, some buddies of mine that have yes. PlayStations. And I, was, yeah. and I was going to play that game. Like, I was so excited. Um, I'm, you know, it was just the moment of me waiting to get a PS5 to, to, to get to do that. Um, but now... Summer Fall Guys is coming. Super stoked, uh, and and I will be able to play it with a bunch of my Xbox buddies, right? So really, really excited about that, man. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was, you know, shaking my hands with excitement uh, whenever I uh, whenever I saw that. Yeah, you know, real quick, I just uh, Mondo in the chat says uh, there's a very good chance that if Microsoft didn't acquire Zenimax, Starfield would be a PlayStation exclusive. Dude, let me tell you something. That's not a suggestion. That's an absolute fact. Sony was trying to lock that down for a two-year exclusive, and then Microsoft swept the rug un- underneath them and bought Zenimax. They did one better; they just bought the whole the whole company. That's that's a confirmed fact. That's not what you're saying right there. It's not even a suggestion. They wanted to lock it not down for a year. They wanted to lock it for two years behind the PlayStation paywall. Buy a console, you you, you can play this. So, with that said. I say, when in Rome, do what the Romans do and keep the Xbox games exclusive. And if you want to play, well, we've given you choices, plenty of them. Whereas Sony, like I said moments ago, they don't give you choices. But Jamie, let's get your opinion on this before we get on out of here. We do the outros. Uh, this, this, is a, this is a game that came out on the PlayStation and took the world by storm. And they've had incredible updates. They've had some crossovers. Uh, apparently, the latest crossover is with Cuphead. You can get the Cuphead outfits for your character, which is dope. They've had the Doom Slayer dude um, outfit and a few others, which is freaking awesome. I think I missed out on that one. Are you excited to see Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout releasing on the Xbox this year? And here's another question. I didn't ac- actually ask this for Zemi. Do you think this is going to be an Xbox Game Pass? Uh, I'm looking forward to it because personally, I got really um, annoyed and sick of uh, battle royale games. But this actually looks fun, uh, so I'm all for it. Uh, it's very different, you know. It's not really this like super ultra skill based game. Like you can literally just have fun with it. And in my opinion, we need more games like that. Uh, do I think it's going to be a Game Pass game? Whew. The thing is, you know, I, I see a lot of people saying it should be, and I can see why because you know it's a popular party game at the minute. Uh, but we have to look at the landscape of like gaming. Like most games don't launch in Game Pass. 
So it's like, uh, did the developers want to do that? Because the game's making bank right now. Uh, so I mean, who knows? Unless like Microsoft threw up with the bag, it's hard to tell. But I mean, we've been surprised in other ways in the past. So you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we see that in Game Pass. And especially they said Xbox this summer, there's still plenty of time to say and Game Pass, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm happy it's coming to Xbox because I've seen a lot of people uh, over the past few months ask for it. And, you know, I know a lot of people saying it's a dead game just because it's not m- number one on Twitch. It's like, no, there's still hundreds of thousands. No, of that, 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 game, that game is far from dead, for sure. Yeah, it's like a game could be insanely popular and not be number one on Twitch. Like GTA has been in like the few thousand range on Twitch before, yet hundreds of thousands, millions of people still play it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to playing it. And plus, it, it, there's not many games where you run around as a bean trying to collect a crown. So, Dude, it is it is so addicting. Like, I remember playing that for like four hours straight, like just trying to win. And I would get so close. And some people, you know, they, they, get, the, they get upset. They throw their controllers. I would just, you know, when I lost, I would back out and go do it again. And I, I loved it. I'm very, very excited that it's finally coming to uh, Xbox. Of course, it's coming to the Switch as well. And that's, that's so awesome. I cannot wait for that. But listen, folks, this has been a great show. I want to thank the new channel member that we had. Thank you so much for joining, of course. And I want to thank you for the Super Chats have come in uh you folks have been very generous as always and it is truly and honestly greatly appreciated uh no one owes boom anything that is for sure i do this out of the love of you guys and gals and i also do it out of the love of gaming thank you so much for all of the outstanding super chats uh so let's get to the outros and we'll start with our guest uh, uh you know jamie we're looking to see your channel grow, and it deserves it. Uh, you put out incredible content. It's well, it's well produced. It's well thought out content that doesn't have an angle. You don't put clickbait titles in there like some other guys that will stay nameless on this particular program. And I'd love to see you start gaining more ground and uh, you know, and get some people over there. If you subscribe to me, man, you got to give Jamie a, a, a you know a, a, a sub as well. He's definitely boomstick approved why don't you tell everyone about your youtube channel and where can people reach out strike up a conversation on social media yes thanks man it's been an awesome show i mean i you could always ask me to come on whenever as long as i can get time off i'm always free to come on excellent Uh, yeah but i'm definitely gonna take you up on that offer that's for sure Um, but yeah, I'm a YouTube channel's The Elusive Gamer. It's literally just Xbox game and content stuff. Yeah, I, I like to I like to make topical based videos, and you know, uh, I don't I don't like the clickbait people because I feel disingenuous doing it. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I've been doing this for like years now, and you know, I was about to hit five. Th- I was on like the the track to hit five thousand subscribers last year, but personal issues happened. Uh, but Regular content's back now, and uh, I'm looking to get four videos out a week as, as opposed to one, uh, but that's going to be like 40 hours of editing. <laughs> uh, but I'm trying to hit 5,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Um, but yeah, that's The Elusive Gamer. It's all Xbox stuff, no toxicity, just Xbox. And my Twitter is UK, where it's just gaming stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, listen, love what you do on your channel, brother. Four videos. Wow, that, that's, a, that's a lot of work. And, and if you can pump out that many videos, expect me to be there watching with open eyes because I love what you do on your channel. And uh, you know what? Before we get to, uh, 
to uh, Zemi. I want to shout out uh, Simon Roberts in the chat. He says, first of all, welcome, Simon. And he says he wants a new Viva Piñata. I second that motion. The world needs a Viva Piñata reboot or a remaster of the original collection. I know that you can play them on the, you know, the, the, you know, the rare replay, and that's great. But I think that that's a series that would do so well. I mean, uh, even if you put a smaller studio and gave us a new remaster oh my god the kids these days would love a new viva pinata and again it would bring some of that that kid friendly content that you want to see in xbox game pass so first of all welcome simon and that is a dope idea uh zemi i want you to talk about the constant gamer as a matter of fact cb i is is cbdr in the chat I think that he was one of the first ones here. He wrote an article here on yes. The Constant Gamer, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was very lengthy. A lot of great content, a lot of great opinions in there. And I want you to tell people about The Constant Gamer <clears throat> website because I think more people need a quality, well-thought-out, well-designed, and well-versed group of gamers talking about gamers, not using clickbait to get you in there, but giving you not just their opinion, but actual facts. Tell everyone about The Constant Gamer and where can people reach out and strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and by the way, that that article that Ray wrote was absolutely fantastic. It was. It was, it was so insightful. Yeah. So 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 insightful, right? And it, and it really did a deep dive into Sony's financials, uh, and really with like a focus on PlayStation and and how these numbers correlate with their competitor, and that being Xbox, right? And it was it was just objective. It was factual. Um, and, and he did the one thing that we really, really like to pride ourselves on with this website, and that is really keeping the facts completely and utterly separate from his personal opinion, right? Like yes. those two things do not intermingle. Uh, CMBR you know, intermingle, is what right? his name, yeah, is CMBR, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's his, that's his, I think it's his at like on, on Twitter for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the website's called constantgamer.com. It's like uh, an IGN. It's like a Kotaku. It's like those types of websites. So you're going to, you know, expect to get gaming news, uh, reviews, featured uh, articles, all that type of stuff. The only difference is that constantgamer.com is um, more honest, more factual, more objective, uh, meaning, you know, we're, we're not biased, right? We're not trying to sway you on our personal opinions. We're trying to give you factual news that, that helps, helps you make buying decisions or, uh, helps you just understand what's happening in, and, you know, gaming at, you know, in the gaming industry at that time. Uh, and that's pretty much the whole purpose of the site. Um, so if you're interested in finding or using a more um, objective uh, outlet for your gaming news and, and just gaming media in general, definitely uh, check us out. Once again, it's constantgamer.com. Uh, on the website, up in the top right-hand corner, you will find uh, a button that will take you to our Facebook group that we just recently made, uh, our Twitter page, and then also our YouTube channel. Um so you, you can follow us, subscribe to us on all of those uh, social media platforms if you want to. Uh, and then also in addition to that, we also have a community section with uh, some really fun quizzes. More are coming soon. Um, and if you are interested in writing for a gaming uh, news website, if you're interested in writing you know news articles, featured pieces, um, or you know even game reviews, uh, feel free to go to the... Um, 
um, the the uh, contact us uh, section and there's a button for you to click uh, that says join the team and you can fill out a short little application and submit it in and I'll be in touch uh, you know um, and you know about getting you on the team and writing for the site uh, we're still looking for new writers uh, we absolutely want as many new perspectives uh, for the site and and we're 100% about getting gamers to write for the site, not journalists, right? So with that being said, of course, you need to know how to write, you know, a, a complete sentence, but you don't have to be this expert, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, in, in, in journalism or anything like that, because we're we're not after those, you know, perspectives. We're after a gamer's perspectives. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely check it out, constantgamer.com. Yeah, no, well, great, great to have you a part of the show. Cannot wait to hear what you have to say. I'm, I'm currently putting Thursday's and Friday's show together as we speak. But thanks again for being here. And everyone, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out on this new show. I mean, we're starting to gain ground. We're, we're, we're almost at 350 people here today. That's a big deal. This is a new show. Uh, I'm glad that people are, in fact, enjoying it. And, of course, by you coming here, hitting the like button, you know, sharing this on social media, and telling people about a, a second Xbox show for Double Barrel Gaming, the more people we can get here, the more that we can get uh, bigger and better shows, bigger guests, bigger topics. And uh, I know that you, you might be noticing that the ticker wasn't running on the bottom. I am in the process of redoing all of it. Uh, unfortunately, we had a lot of people leave channel membership after the contest, which that happens. You know, people jump jump on because they want to win a prize. If they win or they lose, then they back out. So I'm, I'm, I'm currently redoing that and the Patreon as well. All of the people that are supporting Double Barrel Gaming, you will see your name here by the beginning of next week. It takes a lot of work to get in there, pull all the names, get it out, and get into the ticker. That is going to be happening soon. But anyway, listen, I'll close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you, and that's something that my dear old dad taught me when we were kids, and it's more important now than ever. Treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Xbox One-on-One. -on -One.